Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fuck all, y'all. Goddamn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard, now you just went and saw Bert, you was down with the AK. And now I see you on a video with Mitchell Lake, looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming, that's why I went solo. It kept on stomping. Well, y'all motherfuckers move straight out of Compton. It's alright. Living with the whites, one big house, and not another nigga in sight. I started off with too much cargo, drop four niggas, now I'm making all the dope. White man just ruling. The niggas with attitudes, who you fooling? All right, this is the Bogey Golf Podcast with your host, Larry. And goddamn it, I'm back. Way to bring that music back for me, buddy. <laughs> I tried to play something else, but it was too quiet. So, And we also we, have... We uh, went straight to No Vaseline. Yeah, well, I'll introduce the special guest in a minute. But uh, we are brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. And proud to be part of the Belly Up Sports Network, which I forgot to uh, say the last like two or three podcasts, Pat. Yeah, you're not, you're not the best sometimes. No. Well, if they paid me more, maybe I'd say it. Um, so, monkey knife fight. Use that promo code Bogey, all caps. And can you get a, can you get a little more enthusiastic than that? Like I at least do like the stripper voice or something like that's just like you're just running through it. I just had to make another deposit today, Pat. I've uh, <laughs> I've fallen on tough times, monkey knife fight wise, and uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open. And we know how I feel about Bryson, and uh, somebody may have been fading him hard to, and had him in every one of their U.S. Open monkey knife fights to be over par on the last day, and there was one person under par, and it was him. So He won like that right up your ass? Yeah, he. I think I had about $100 in monkey knife fights going, and he was in all of them. And he played really, really well. So he's welcome. Okay, so you so set up an account in your kid's name. Use the password bogey for that free <laughs> double-up deposit. Um, I basically won I, the U.S. Open, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> you did? Yeah. You single-handedly did? I single-handedly won it. And you single-handedly made Brooks not win it by wagering on him. Yeah, I ended his career. Yep, that's good. Yeah. So poor Sung Jay. Sung Jay take out a life insurance policy now because he's all in on you at the Masters. So. Yeah, but if if Sung Jay wins, I'm going to donate some of my money back to uh, his people at the cricket because there were <laughs> there were a couple that I could probably. Well, donate. stop. No, we're family. We're family show. <laughs> all right, Pat. So after the stripper talk, I got to say that we have Mr. Evan Bowser with us today. Hello, Bogey Golfers. Thanks for having me on, Pat. Larry. Thanks for I think I, I like how you think of me first. That made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you pause long enough as if you weren't I'm going to thank him. I on the top. <laughs> That's why <laughs> he I am an honorary member of the Bowser family. So, so I, I've got to uh, say to Larry here that, you know, you got to shout out your sponsor just like Bryson did. That's what winners do. He shouts out all his sponsors. When he wins. Yeah, he was like a NASCAR driver. <laughs> <He won. laughs> 
I drove my Bentley to my NetJet with my Rolex on. It was like a rap song. <laughs> oh, Bryson, Bryson, Bryson. So, Pat, you watched how much of the U.S. Open? Uh, approximately zero. Why? I was on a golf trip, but... Oh, I knew that. I knew that. So, okay, I watched zero live. I watched some highlights at night, but may have been rather intoxicated while watching them and didn't pay much attention. I kept up with it somewhat on my phone, but otherwise I was incapacitated. And Evan, how much of it did you watch? I watched a fair amount. Not too much the first two days, but a lot on the weekend. The first two days I listened on uh, Sirius Radio because I was was working, so I, I listened to it. Uh, but I think I listened to probably all of it, and then I watched some of it when I got home, and I watched pretty much all of uh, the last day. So what were your thoughts after Thursday when the scores were a little lower than expected? After Thursday, I thought, I can't believe that I have been told for three weeks that this course was going to kill everybody. And what did JT shoot, like 66? 64, 64, I think. Yeah, because it's a par 70, right? Yeah, it's under par 70, yeah. yeah. So and there was a lot of course under par. It, he, he, like, just, he tore that course up. And even even though, and I, I was going to try not to say anything about Tiger, but uh, he was even kind of tearing it up. He just didn't make any putts, and he fell apart in the last two holes. But I was very surprised that that course played relatively easy on the first day. I think it was just a combination of kind of the easier, set, easiest setup day, and then the weather wasn't too much. There was not as much wind. I, I kind of think that's what it was about. But even on the other days, the rough, as long as it was, it didn't seem to have that big of an effect on. Like, I didn't. They obviously couldn't hit spin and get anything to stick. But I was expecting like shots to stay in the rough, kind of like uh, in the open when they hit just it. Like, like off. you're talking just like a duff shot, almost. yeah, just like where, or go right under it, and yeah. and I didn't see any of those happen. So I was I was pretty surprised with how well they hit it out of the rough. It, it seemed like to me that if, if if they were stuck behind a tree, they would chip out because you couldn't really hit like a a punch a punch shot out. But to me, it, it appeared that. A lot of the greens you could run up, run up to the ball too. Would you would you say that's true? I yes, I would say that's so. Very so you can kind of just chop it out of the rough, and then the fairways look like they were running pretty firm and fast. So kind of just look like as long as you got it going out of the rough, it could run a long way. They hit. I mean, on the last day, and I know I, I this is coming from someone who I don't like Bryson. I think he's a dick. I think. I said he was mentally weak, but, I mean, he shoved that right up my ass because he played so well. His three under on the on the last day was so much better than everyone else. I think it might be – it's the greatest three under in the history of golf. You think it's one of the best rounds of the year? It, has, going for? it, yeah. it has to be. In a major – Never having won yeah. one. With all the pressure on in the last group. And he's in the last group. Probably he's, beat the field average by eight at least. Oh, for sure. I think nobody was under par except for him. And I think there was one or two people that were even. And at the end where he's up, you know, six strokes after Wolf kind of played like shit the last day, 
he was still ripping driver. He didn't he didn't switch. I was like and he was ripping driver. Like yeah. I think was it 15 or 16 where he cut that corner and he hit it about 365 yards. Oh yeah. That was monster. Like I was watching it with my dad and he just like he doesn't swear and Bryson hit that ball and he just goes, "Holy shit." Like <laughs> he ripped that ball. Your dad doesn't swear? No. And you do? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> Slips out. But yeah, I mean, he just ripped it. And then they're on that par three, it's like two two twenty or something. And I put it on Instagram. What do you hit? They're hitting fucking he hit an eight iron in. Oh yeah. And it's, it's going so high and it's yeah. coming. It doesn't matter how hard the green could be cement and it would still stop on it. What do you hit your eight iron? Like one seventy. A two and Wolf hit a seven iron. I think it was a little downwind, but I, I get what you're going for. But though. that's a fucking that's a massive eight iron. Yes, I know. That's a smooth drive. I was I said I would hit three wood two twenty. And you would never have a prayer of keeping no. it on that green. Oh God, no! First of all, I'm hitting three wood on a par three. I'm chunking it every time. So I know Tiger said this a few years back. About oh the average golfer couldn't break a hundred. So Larry, what do you think you would shoot if you played wing foot on Sunday? Oh my god, I think it would probably be seventy four hundred yards or something like that, and just do no I, break, just totally ruthless, relentless the entire day. I feel like I'd be one fifty, one sixty, if I oh. played well. And you have to hole everything out. And do, yeah, yeah, obviously, you got to hole everything out. There's not one straight putt on that whole course. And uh, I've been known to spray the ball, so I'd be hitting out of that rough. And there were times watching those guys hit those shots out of the rough, Pat, and you didn't watch it, where the grass, I shit you not, was over there. You couldn't see their shoes. That's how long the grass was. Well, there were multiple pros that shot 84. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bone said Wolf had a shot. And and Bone said it's not that bad today because it's been trampled down, and it's like there's a hundred fucking people. Wait, there. trampled down by who? Yeah, it's not trampled down at all. That I can't see the man's shoes. Like it's like he had that stock line from other U.S. Opens where. Oh, for sure. You know, I actually like the fact that with the no fans, there was no reward for like missing it by a mile. I thought that was good for the game of golf. Like not getting a drop on the other side of the hospitality tent. Well, you know, stuff like that. And then, like, if you hit it in the rough and everyone's walked there all week, it's like a bare line. It's, like, really easy. You're just penalized proportionally, and I, I think that's good. That's how it should be. Me and my dad. That's how, the, that, that's how they play on the real tour, right, Evan? <laughs> yeah, that's how they play on the real tour. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my dad were talking, and at first I thought maybe the players would want fans around. But after talking to him, I'm pretty sure they like this better, right? I would probably say so, yes. There's no moving. There's no, like... I bet at first it was kind of unique in terms of, like, oh, this is a little different. You know, some of the bigger names, Tiger, Rory, who get a lot of fans might tell you. They've said, you know, we miss playing. We feed off the fans, stuff like that. But they've also said, too, like, playing in Tiger's group is like a one- or two-shot penalty compared to the field. So, 
I, I think it hurts. I think, I think they have to it's say beneficial that too, to have no fans. Right? Like Rory can't say, oh, yeah, I love playing without fans here. No, you don't want to say yeah, that. He's got too but, many yeah. sponsors and shit. But if uh, if you had if you injected him with some truth serum or, or a couple Manhattans, I think they would uh, they would admit that they like it better. For sure. So so what's your biggest takeaway from watching a U.S. Open like that? Well, what are you thinking about I'm, the game of golf in general? am i thinking i'm thinking that uh, like i've been thinking all year that these uh golf is in good hands with these younger guys there's okay wolf is young bryson's relatively young uh jt is what do you, what do you mean relatively young he's fucking young How there's no relatively about it was he 30 no he's like 26 is he really bryson's pretty fresh out of college wolf's 21 one of us uh on this podcast i won't say who played in uh u.s amateur with bryson i think didn't they I did. It was great. Um, I, my game has really gone downhill since then. Um, our careers have kind of taken different turns. I've kind of started taking on the world of finance and giving up on golf. Um, once he started the single length shit, it kind of really got to me, and I just decided I didn't want to play competitively anymore. Uh, well, I thought I thought it was you, Pat. I couldn't remember whose dad told me <laughs> that. Uh... Thanks, thanks, Larry. <laughs> so. When you think about like where golf is at, I'm very excited for the for the future and for kind of what's next. And now I, I, all I can think about is the fact that we're going to have back to back masters, and uh-huh. it's uh, it's exciting. Absolutely. So I, I'll tell you. So you know, I think this tournament left some people thinking about distance. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is everyone's talking about distance? Because you look at the leaderboard, DeChambeau and Wolf. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Probably the two longest hitters that played the course that week, right? So... And, and I know we were talking about this over text or whatever, and we were saying how important distance is. And to me, and I've been saying it for a while now, is the most important thing in golf. It's more important. People think putting is the most important thing, and I understand it comes down to putting and things like that. But I do think hitting the ball long is the biggest advantage you can gain. And why, why is that? As someone who plays competitively, why, why do you say that over the other stuff? The, fir- the first reason I say that is because it's one of the fewest, it's one of the few things that is the, probably the most difficult to change. I think people can change putting strokes a lot easier than they can change entire swings to gain more distance. And I think you have to think of it as somebody, when somebody hits it 20 to 30 yards farther than you, they're basically playing the tee up or the second tee up of you all day. And think about it. When everything is pretty equal, you almost don't have a chance. You might have a chance one day. You might hit your irons better. But over the course of a season, you'll never keep up with them. And that's what I, I think happened when Tiger first it, came it's out. Like, yeah, it's like Bryson's playing the, the white tees and I'm playing the blues. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's what I think. What happened when Tiger first came out? He's seeing it so much longer than everybody, and just Andy was great at everything else. You, you, there's no way you could keep up with that. When he was on, you just couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't keep up with it. So, do you think they need to roll back technology? Are you that kind of guy, or do you? Just no, I'm not saying I'm that kind of guy, but I just think more. You'll see more people trying to chase distance. Up and, until Bryson did this, though, can, is anyone else? I don't remember anyone else ever just getting huge and gaining thirty yards on off the drives. I, I don't recall someone. I mean, this happened in like the whole just during the shutdown, which yeah. was a couple months. But steroids are a great thing. It's all natural. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not having that argument. Does his, does his whoop band test for that? I don't think so, Pat. But I have, his, I have his profile up right now. He looks like he's 12. And this was probably taken in like August of last year. So the fact that he gained this weight, got huge, added this distance and completely changed his game in three months. Is he like, he hasn't even had an off season yet to really get this swing down. He's had just, I mean, this is the beginning of the change. He's going to go through an abbreviated off season, but is he going to come out next year and kill everybody? I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that just yet, just because, to me, this could just be like a hot streak. And guys guys get on hot streaks. You know, Jordan Spieth was on a hot streak for a couple, even for a season or two, right? Now, maybe if it starts to go for like a couple years, then maybe I can say, yes, this is absolutely what you need to do. See, I think people are, junior golfers are seeing this and thinking, I, I need to do this because this is the future of the game. I mean, I start to wonder, you know, I know Zach Johnson did play pretty good this week for the most part as a shorter hitter. But, you know, some of the shorter hitters, where's where their spot in the game of golf anymore? And people say certain courses are better for different length hitters. But I always argue that longer hitters, there's no course where a longer hitter is at a disadvantage. Well, I've always said that the way you fix the problem is to shorten the course. And distance will take if you if you if you make a course longer it benefits the long hitters if you make a course shorter and he hits it 30 yards longer so he's hitting a seven iron in and i'm hitting i'm hitting a six or he's hitting an eight in and i'm hitting a seven you're you're still going to stick a similar amount of greens if if you're hitting in from 150 or 130 so i think that if if they roll back and just and shorten up the course you'll see um, people kind of come back together, but if they if they continue to make it longer, it's just going to help guys like Wolf and and Bryson. And uh, now, when he gets with you going back to Wolf there, LD, and now Evan, you're obviously of a higher skill set than us. Do you think just as many people will chase the Wolf look because he is not a large man? He's not doing it by overpowering; he's just doing it by speed. So, do you think it'll be a combination of both? Yeah, definitely, people will chase. Oh, any way, any way somebody can get more distance, they'll just go for it. I think speed sticks. I really think com. I really think everyone should do that at any level because, like I said, it's like moving a tee up without moving a tee up when you start hitting it twenty yards farther. But I, the reason I disagree with with my level is 
you get more inaccurate. Yeah, I, so much more inaccurate. If I if I can take a nice smooth swing, I'll usually have a little bit of a little bit of a slice sometime, or I'm sorry, a power fade, and uh, you know I can still find the fairway you know about fifty percent of the time. And if I miss, it's a it's a one way miss. If I really go after it, I mean, I could duck hook shit left. I it's just I see what you're saying. So yeah, much, where you would lose a ton of distance yeah. by over. Yeah, so many bad things happen when I swing balls to the wall that it's just not. Uh, it's not good. I think if if I could improve my center face contact and swing harder, then yeah, that would be great. But as of sure. as of now, hitting it off the toe at a uh, hundred mile an hour swing or seventy mile an hour swing, it it's better to not be longer. What are your thoughts, Patris? Um, when I swing like an idiot, bad things happen. So when I tell myself effortless is when I hit my best drives, they go the farthest. But I think part of that though is the inaccuracy of our swings. Like we, we we don't have the fundamentals to be able to dial it up. Because I, you, have you, you haven't played golf with Evan, have you? No, I've I've only lost to his sister by 25, so I look forward to losing to him by 30 at some day. Well, you know, she swings hard, obviously. Evan swings hard. <laughs> like, like, yeah, but see, if you watch these guys up close in person, it would look 10 times as fast as mine. I don't know, man. You swing really hard. I don't know. what. what how fast do you swing the golf club? I mean, I'm probably like two or average, like 113. Okay. Some of these guys are swinging like 125, 130 almost yeah. now. But what, like, a, that's a 10% difference over someone who's a really good golfer who hits it a long way. So think about that. They're 10% faster. But I think when you saw it in you person. Hear, you got to hear the, oh, the air you would go, and shit. Wow, that's like club. insane. I mean, it's just. So who are you taking for the Masters, both of you? Right now, I'm, out, I'm on, obviously. So you're but, on AM still? Well, I have I have some money on Sungjae, so obviously now, I, I want him I, to win. But I'm I'm all in on Bryson now, and I hate it. I hate myself for this. He might get shot though. Like one of the underground vacuum ducks might just suck him up if he starts deciding to like play different holes and shit like that at Augusta. Like if he goes the path of I'm going to hit it to this fairway and then come back across, like they will assassinate him. Yeah, he could do that because he hits it so high. Like, oh, I'm just going to go this way. He'll yeah. hit it over every. He, it's. I don't know. I'm. I'm nervous that. And there's not a lot of there's not you, a lot of stuff to be worried about there. So like, so the, so so Larry, you think he's totally overtaking the game? Then I. And I because if he went back to back majors like that, you said that after the Rocket Mortgage Classic too, though, buddy. You thought he was. You thought it was just a run, and then he became the rocket mortgage, mortgage. And then he became, and then he became shit for. I thought that course was perfect for his game. At the rocket mortgage, yeah, I thought it just set up well. The fairways, I thought, were, you know, fairly wide, and just, there's not a ton of trouble. And I didn't think the rough was too penalizing that week. He played Wolf the last day in that too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And so. yeah. also, I remember uh, in Minnesota like a year ago, Wolf eagled 18 on Bryson to yeah. win. So they got a little thing going on. Got a little back and forth, yeah. Uh, see, I, th- I thought Wolf had a shot to win, and I know this, and I'm not saying it to be a dick, because I just thought he was too stupid to know where he's at. Because he comes across, like, so goofy and, like, so... I know like, you're saying. Like, I just thought this moment won't be too big for him because he doesn't get how big it is. 
So I don't think you didn't watch the any any of it, Pat. But I don't think Wolf choked the last day. I mean, he sprayed his driver and was penalized, but it wasn't anything like where it looked like he didn't belong. I just felt like he didn't play well. But it I couldn't. But that. He, he played to the course average pretty much, though, right? I mean, yes. four, four or five over. He was five yeah. over the last day. Okay. Like there was a couple times where he hit a bad shot or something, or he—I think he missed a. What do you make a six on that one hole? Because he went from being two, two under to even, and Bryson had the six-shot lead after that, and he missed the bogey putt, and. They showed, I think it was 16. That was when Bryson hit that huge drive yeah. over the corner. And they showed Bryson's face, and like he looked like he felt bad for Wolf. Like he wanted him to make that putt. So I don't know. I I just I don't think it was that he choked. I just think that he hit some really bad shots. Like he, he hit some left, he hit some right. He just he just his timing was just off. And and but what you were saying though is when you start swinging that hard. Yeah, bad things can happen. Even guys at this level, tour level, it can, it can get hit and get kind of wild. But in terms of golf, though, the goal is to win, right? So you really should go for these guys. The goal is to win. So you really should be going like all all hundred percent full the whole way. And you you know kind of go if I don't win, it's you know I don't care if I get fifth or tenth, right? I'm not how, playing a place like that. Is that how? You think when I you think play? that's more of a new school mentality where I feel like the old school mentality was just to, you know, kind of just play smart, you know, get paid. Yeah, that's I kind of think that's kind of a change in the mental part. Now, do you think that's because they don't need the money as much because they're making so much money from other avenues? Or I just think that's because absolutely possible. If you ain't first, you're last. I, I think, it, but it kind of has gone that way in other sports, though, too. Like, like baseball, you know, they talk about home runs are way up, and so are strikeouts because people are going for yeah, they're just swinging hard. They're going for everything. They think it's like, and same thing basketball. I'm not, I'm not, I don't watch a ton of basketball, but I hear a lot about people shoot a lot of threes now because they're going for more points and just you know the the risk and the reward and all these things. Damn, Billy Bean ruining the game. So you're talking about – so is it a, is it dumb if I say I still think Tiger could win the Masters? No. Do you have something going on there or no? On this podcast – first of all, I have money on Tiger for the Masters too. But on this podcast, uh, Tiger had a chance to win the U.S. Open, and he didn't make the cut. So <laughs> on this podcast, Tiger always has a chance to win. Okay. and You know, I think – I'll be honest. I, Sung Jae hasn't been playing well. Sung Jae hasn't been playing well. When he first came out – and he, he was the top player on the Corn Ferry Tour one year. And nobody really talked about him. I kind of felt like if he was coming out of Alabama and he was like that, you know, he might have got a little bit more publicity. You know, he's just not from the United States. I, I don't think he got as much publicity here. When he first came out, I was telling people, this guy's going to be good. And then he plays why, like a big week. Why, why are you assuming he's not from Alabama? He didn't go to college. <laughs> I mean, he go to college in Alabama. You know, like a big golf or Oklahoma State, like a big golf school is what I meant. Yeah. Totally understood. I'm just being yeah. a dick. But uh, if if he would if he was from the United States, I think it might, he might have got some more publicity. Like I said, but you know he's just a really solid player. How he does, does not really have well his, uh, Marriott sponsorship or something yet? I'll never understand. I don't know who's in charge I, of that. It's hotel to hotel. Yeah, right? he, like the man lives in a hotel. He should have <laughs> some sort of Hilton or Marriott sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, the place to live, right? Something yeah. like that. 
Evan, you're going to play him someday. You're just going to show up and he's just going to be there. Just looking <laughs> for a game. And... Yeah, exactly. So, who, who else threw some... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Like, who else surprised you this week at the U.S. Open, though? Zach Johnson surprised me. He finished that was top, a good one. top 10. Yeah. And he's, what he's about old. Go ahead. Um, who else surprised me? JT. What about the what about the corn fairy guy coming up? Zalatorius. I mean, that's pretty impressive to come from corn fairy to top five or six. I think he finished sixth place. Very impressive. Yeah, I know a lot of people said D. I'm looking at the leaderboard right now, and I, I know people said like DJ surprised him. He shot poor on that first day when everyone was shooting low, but he finished in sixth. Yeah, I, I, I kind of realized because he shot even on last day, so he probably moved up a ton of spots. The, it, it was hard the last day because there was never really after Bryson made that eagle. There, it kind of over. Yeah, you just I just never thought there was a chance for anyone to win. Like I didn't realize until right this second that Rory finished top ten. Yeah, the leaderboard was actually stacked. It was just stacked, and they all kind of backed in there. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts on Jordan Spieth? Um, I think he's done. And I know it's crazy to say that, but I think that that Jordan Speed is done. I'd be surprised if he wins again. So you're 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 just burying his career, just like that. I think he's uh, got like David Duval syndrome or something. So he's just like Under Armour stock, just garbage now. <laughs> yeah, you own a bunch of that, don't you? No, didn't you? I stuck to the swoosh. Oh, all right. But yeah, I mean, he just, posted an 81 on Friday. I mean, that's... I think it has to be between his ears, right? We know he has the skills to compete on the tour. And the fact that that he's not and that he's not even like... He doesn't even have a sniff of of contention lately that I just think um, that he's done. He is 27. That don't matter though. It's not a skill thing. It's not. It's. It, I think there's something, something stuck in his head. Is it a hairline thing? 
I th- it might be. I think it's a uh, choking on the biggest stage at the Masters thing, and just that's a huge, huge uh, thing to come so back from. It's interesting you brought it up because I, I, I agree with you in that. So I have another one, too. That's I have a theory, and that is – so he won the Open in 2017, right? Even that was after the collapse at the Masters. So I thought I, – at the time, I thought, well, maybe he kind of overcame it. So I don't know if you remember when him and DJ were in a playoff and DJ hit it like over the water. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. It was in a playoff. I think it was for a FedEx Cup playoff event. And he hit it over the wall. And Spieth went like straight. And DJ went like over the water. Like impo- no one ever thought you could do this kind of thing. And DJ birdied and won the playoff. And if you look at the, the career trajectory, Spieth kind of not the same since i'm not sure if maybe something happened where he said maybe i need to chase distance you know i don't know if and maybe that's a advocate for not chasing distance but i think it could be any i think you're right it's something with a mind but i i, I don't know what it is what caused it. i forgot that he had won another major after um the collapse so because that I, was the where he was with Kucher and he went on the range and all that crazy stuff. Yeah. See, I was thinking that he had the collapse at Augusta and then never sniffed contention again, but he yeah. he has won since then. Um, I really like him, so I think that's that's the part that kind of sucks. I really thought that he was uh, was going to... A lot of people like him a lot, too, so a lot of people root for him. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He's like the yeah. opposite of Bryson. So when you saw Saturday that Bryson and Patrick Reed were in the last group, what were you thinking? Like, this is the epitome of 2020 right here? <laughs> this is like the bottom of the barrel? So I am in the rare minority that I actually like Captain America. I, I'm really? A, yeah, I'm a big Patrick Reed fan <laughs> because he's such an asshole, which is weird that I like him and I don't like Bryson because they're both huge assholes. Um, so you encourage cheating, but just not douchery. Yes. <laughs> Well, I've always said, <laughs> win if you can, lose if, lose if you must, but always cheat. I think that uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, Pat. You know, he's, trying, he's trying real hard, then. He's trying <laughs> harder than anybody else. You know, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody should cheat, but I really thought it was strange to cheat at, like, an exhibition Hero World Challenge. It wouldn't even, like, Harris Monster tournament. If you cheat like, in if that. You're gonna, like, like, throw, if you're going to, like, try to cheat, hey, like, you know, sneak a ball down on Sunday at Augusta to like guarantee a win. Like, I don't think you should ever do that. But like, if you're going to do it, maybe go all the way. I mean, I don't. I didn't. It's some joke tournament. Honestly. Well, he was practicing to see if he could get away with it later. <laughs> he learned that he cannot. <laughs> His sleight of hand is not quite good enough. But like Evan said, though, if he did it there, what has he done at like the U.S. Open? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, that's when you cheat. Like. You so you're cheat, saying you that cheat in cards, you I'm don't start scared. at the casino. You start cheating at cards with your buddies because if you get caught, you just get called a cheater. You don't get banned. So, so do you think like on Saturday that all the cameras were on? He couldn't mess around. Is, right. that, what you're, is that what you're suggesting? Right. So if he was going to cheat in in a in a major, you cheat on Thursday and Friday. That's when those guys are cheating. The he could be having a free for all with no fans, though. I mean, he could do whatever the fuck he wants right now. The same with like. Um, you tell oh shit! You telling me that those guys when they're like in the in the first group out are uh, calling penalties on themselves if the ball rolls or something? Absolutely not. 
Well, it's like we talked about earlier about John Rahm at the memorial or whatever and how he got penalized for the ball moving. Yeah, that he wouldn't but, have got penalized you know, like, if he didn't win. I feel like that happens like to like everybody. What happened there, and it's like you don't even like know it's a penalty. And it, you're only penalized because the camera's right there because you're in the last group. There is no way in this PGA Championship or this uh, U.S. Open in that rough that when they were putting that club down by the ball, that that ball wasn't moving. Everybody's ball moved. And there's no Even way. Even if it's that- the slightest amount. And they said, you know, they kind of went back and forth on the rule. But, I, I mean, I couldn't believe how Patrick Reed went, like, full, like, <laughs> just, like, throw the tournament away in, like, six holes. It- I mean, he went from, like, leading to, like, totally out of it in, like, no time. Yeah, but it was – that, I think, proves – how good Bryson played. I That's true, and how hard the course is, yeah, right? That he, that you don't have to play that bad, and all of a sudden it just goes yeah, away. You hit, you hit one bad shot, and it will compound into five, six, something you know, over like that. And, and Bryson didn't do it, and he is kind of known for doing it. Well, but, after the 10 at the, what was it, the Memorial, that was... Yeah, that was huge. <laughs> You so, thought maybe. See, I still want to see. I mean, no disrespect to Matt Wolf. I know about to, you say that you're about to disrespect somebody, but always. Um, I still would like to see, like you know, like I would like to see Bryson, and even like somebody like Brooks, DJ, Tiger. You know, say at the Masters, I would like to see how he holds up when it's like kind of close with those guys. So I think of all the majors. The Masters is the one where knowledge means more than the fact that it's played at the same course every year. I think that knowing the course is more important than who hits it the furthest. Absolutely. So Fred Couples would play good there when he was like 50 years old, 55 years old. Yeah. He used to be my favorite golfer (laughs) because he doesn't wear gloves. Um (laughs) So, yeah, I just think that the Masters will be a toss-up. But I, going into next year, all the other ones where there's going to be uh, a priority on distance that, that DeChambeau is going to have a, a leg up and, that, you know, DJ and the longer hitters, like you said earlier, are just going to be – I think it's going to be tough for for other people to win. I don't know that, that we're going to have somebody who's only, you know – who hits the ball under 300 yards off the tee winning. Can we, can we flash back three weeks ago or no? Is that too far in the past? Who won that? I think the guy who won the PGA doesn't hit it very far, and I think he fucking smoked everybody. I mean, that, that, I mean that, I know that's ages ago, like a week, a, a month back. You make a great point. Now I'm just saying, like, everybody was hitting it really far that week too, and he did just fine. I totally – you make a great point. Now – don't forget that all around him were long hitters. Though. For sure. For sure. He, we're kind of right there. And, I mean, the guy's a great – Kyle Morkow was a great iron player. Larry didn't know who I was talking about yet. He was still struggling to get there. I was trying to remember who the hell won. That's so long ago for me. <laughs> you, you've, like, renovated, like, nine houses. Since I know. Then. So, like, I mean, distance isn't everything. Yeah, I tell, I'm not trying to say it is, but I think it's huge. 
I just, I just don't think we're going to have a dominant it's, player. I don't think Bryson's going to be dominant. There's so many good guys. So you think you think no nobody can be dominant then? I mean, being honest, so flashing back two weeks ago, DJ was the greatest player in the history of golf when he's on. And now we're going to talk about this turd just dominating? I, I do agree DJ that the narrative can bad this week, change. Though. And in the summertime, everyone was like, DJ's like terrible this year. Right, he went 80-80 because he was all coked out and didn't care, and then he just decided, I'm going to end the world. And then now a week later, we're anointing this clown as the greatest golfer on earth. One thing I, I will say, though, about Bryson is even earth. when not winning, he is there a lot. He, he's he's in the mix. Yes. For the most part, he usually is there, unless he makes a 10 and <laughs> throws a turn. And quits. And, yeah. <laughs> two shots, but yes. Yeah, no, I, I just think there's so much balance that – I don't know if there will be a dominant force. I think so, it will just be think, a lot of guys who can win. Do you think Augusta National is trying to neutralize Bryson right now as we speak? Do you think Probably. Do you think they're doing things right now? Do you think they're like building creeks at like 320? <laughs> Winged Foot purchased more land to move the tee box back. It didn't help. No, he hit it over those trees and did a 360-something-yard drive. But that goes back to the point that when you move him back, you're hurting everybody else but him. That's what I, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm smart. Like um, when they tiger proofed Augusta, Tiger got yeah, better. Right. Tiger won by 97 shots. Um, so I wanted to, the reason why we had Evan on, I mean, not just because I love his smiling face, is that. And great, great hair. I mean, like legit great hair. He does hair. have great hair. On the, last, on the last day of the U.S. Open, Bryson hit a ball by a sprinkler head, and this is what happened, Pat. First of all, he he marked it. He gave the ball to his caddy who cleaned it. Right there, I thought you couldn't do that. So I'm like texting Evan, can you clean the ball on a drop? Second, he was in the rough, and he would have had like a chip shot. There was a sprinkler. He would have had to chip it over. And uh, it would have been a very tough chip because he wouldn't have been able to get any spin on it. There was a good chance that he, it was going to roll past the hole and maybe be off the green again. But his nearest point of relief, he got to drop it on the fringe and he putted. So to me, it was like a that was a huge difference. I didn't know you could clean the ball. I didn't realize that you could switch the nearest point of relief could be different uh, cuts. You can't even do that in a scramble. No, I thought that if you, exactly, I thought if you were in the rough that you had to drop in the rough. So I, I told Evan to kind of think about some rules that we don't know about that could possibly save us some strokes on the golf course. And we're going to find out what he came up with. So Evan, can you explain the Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. The cleaning of the ball to me first. You're allowed to clean your golf ball after. Anytime you're dropping a ball, doesn't matter what it's for, you can clean your ball. And a new rule added in, you can actually get a new ball, even if it's during a hole. So if you hit your ball off a cart path, or you're taking a drop from a cart path, you can actually bring in a new ball. See, I thought you had, unless you lost the ball, you had to start and finish the hole with the same ball. No, and, and you know, they actually added one, Some you know, sometimes if it's wet, a wet day, they'll say uh, lip clean in place. You can actually even, depending on the local rule, this can vary, but you can actually place a new ball in into play. Okay. Now, I want to say one thing before we continue, though, is... I played a lot of tournament golf, so I know a lot of the rules. I'm not a, a rules official, so I'm not gonna don't don't come at me if I'm like say oh, you're, like slightly incorrect or something. First of all, you're, just, you're gonna get like four tweets. Just so you know, the only person that calls us out for our incorrect statements is you. So I think you're safe. <laughs> no, bitch it yourself tomorrow. The, the one thing I'll say to to all golfers, and this is coming from a guy who's played a ton of tournaments at all different types of places it's you should always read the local rules no, no matter what no matter where you go look at the scorecard if you're playing in a tournament they might give you a rule sheet always read it always you never know what you're going to see on there sometimes a situation that you seem like oh that could never happen it does happen you know certain court you know we have a local rule where i'm at down in florida that if your ball is within two club lengths of a sprinkler or like a drain or something and the sprinkler drain is within two club lengths of the green, and it's on your path. You know you can you can take a drop even even though you'd normally not be entitled to relief for like a line of play. Really, but that's a yeah. local rule. That's a local rule, but you know people will ask questions about it, and I'll be like, just read the scorecard. Read the scorecard. It's there. It's there. It's there. Now, are local rules always written on the scorecard? Not always. I mean, it depends on what kind of golf course you're going to. If you're I at mean, a better golf course, it'll be on the scorecard. I mean, I'm not going to say be- – I'm not saying it like that. I'm, I'm just saying it depends on – you know, maybe if it's a newer local rule, it might not be on the scorecard yet, you know. But it, sh- it they should make it well understood. You know, when, when, when t- committees and organizations run tournaments, it's supposed to be done in a way that's easily understandable. You know, things should be really marked very clearly. There should be – you should try to eliminate any gray area because people think like – they think like, oh, this could never happen, but it always does happen. You know, always something happens that you could never. You that's why you want to try to do, do your best in preparing. What are some other examples of a of a unique local rule, just to give the listeners kind of an idea? Um, I mean, I know they're all pretty specific so to that they, course. They say something like, uh, like a flower bed, you must take relief. That's one of my that that's one at my club. A flower okay. bed is free relief. <laughs> But it's like mandatory. You cannot go hit out of it. No, even our, if it's like, a, a flower bed is always free relief, but you can play out of it unless they tell you you can't, right? That's what, that, yeah. So that's a local rule, yes. Yeah, because okay. a, a flower bed is obviously not really a 
it, it shouldn't. I mean, it's there for a look. It's not really there for the course, right? Like, like the course design. But you know, mo- some places might. You know, they don't want you to go in there and just take a couple divots out of there. But like at, at Dearborn on number nine, the nearest point, no closer, sometimes is backwards. So you're losing. You're hitting from behind it instead of. There's been times where it was better to play it where it was for me than to absolutely to take but, a drop. You know, you you have to follow the local right. rule. So and, if, and if the local okay. rule was you could never play out of a flower bed. If it says mandatory relief, then you must take the relief. Okay. And, and similarly, there's rules in, in the game that'll say, like, I believe there's a rule. Now, see, this is where I'm not 100%, but you can't hit off a wrong green. If you're well, on I'm... the green. <laughs> but some courses might have a local rule where they say, no, it's okay to. Wow. I, I know that rule because I... Uh... Did you hit on the wrong green? No, I've had to have Tony come out for a, in a tournament because I hit it over the uh, ninth green onto the putting green, so I had to drop it all the way on the other side of the putting green. And it was mandatory to take the yeah. Drop. He would. He said I could. I could not hit yeah. it off the putting green. Yes. So and if you you are penalized if you get uh, right. if you hit off. All right, so you want to go into a couple of rules. So that that's my that's my biggest thing here is like always like know your local rules. Well, tell us about so red stakes is so red stakes drop. is around generally a penalty area, right? And, and that's a that you would usually you would take the drop. White stakes are out of bounds, out of bounds. Yes, um, yellow yellow stakes. That's 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 similar to red, but there's just a couple different 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 things there. Do you want me, do you want me to go over those? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so 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 red. Well, I should let me start with yellow because it's less. So yellow, you're allowed to. You can always hit it if you can play it. You're allowed to replay the shot, or you're allowed to take the point of where you last crossed the the line, and then you go back. With, what do you from mean that replay point. replay the shot? If I hit a shot, go back to like if if you hit from two hundred yards and you hit it in the water, you can just replay from two hundred yards. You're always allowed to replay any shot. Okay, but why would you wouldn't want to though, right? Very rarely would you want to. I mean, there are maybe some rare instances. Okay. Now, if if you remember when Tiger had his rules question at the Masters, do you remember how he said? Yeah, he moved back five yards because he, it hit the same shot. Yes, but. You see, that's in that scenario, he wanted to play the same shot because he thought dropping up there it made it like a forty-yard shot, which was more challenging. But that was against the rules. It was only against the rules because he went too far back. If he would have stayed in that same point, he would have been fine. But that's a scenario where maybe it is a slight advantage to actually replay the shot instead of going up. Now, in his scenario too, because he hit the flag and it kind of went back into the left. You have to think about where it last crossed the line. So now it's not straight in the water. It's on that angle. And then you go back from that point and you keep a line to the flag and you can go back as far as you want on that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I know it's rare, but that that's kind of what it is. Now, when it's yellow, you cannot use the two club length option. It's not an option for yellow. What's the option? That's that's what I just said. The, uh, now that's that's it. That's done now. Okay. 
And now the the other option for red would be the two club length option where you last cross, you can go two club lengths, no closer to the hole. And the rule now is that it's always your driver, right? Even though everyone used their driver anyway, the driver is the club that you it's have. The, it's the longest club in your bag except your putter. Okay. You can't your putter if it's longer. Okay. And then what you do is? You basically measure out depending length. on the so, – so, so you would measure out almost like a half circle if you can or if it goes right to the water edge, maybe it's a quarter of a circle. And you drop in there knee height has to land in the in the in the in the section, right? So basically, you would take your you would put a tee down and say, okay, this is my spot, right? Let's say you're taking a drop from a red, put a tee down on the line. You go two club lengths out, and then you kind of you then you would take the club back, like kind of in a half circle formation. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then you would drop in there. Okay, and you has, drop from there. Has here. to land in there and then stay in there. Now, now what the if I they drop it and it. I don't like it? What if you don't like it? Yeah, what if I drop it and it like rolls into a... Well, then you know. suck at dropping, man. Okay, you can't pick it up and drop it again. <laughs> no, you can. You only... You can, you have to drop it again if it doesn't stay in the area. Okay. Yes. How many times can I drop it before I get to place it? Two times. So that's why the USJ switched to a knee-high drop. Because they think it's less likely for you to bounce or roll out of that area. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so one thing about red or any penalty area, if you drop it and the ball is outside the line and you're standing in it, you 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 can't. That's not a redrop. So you, if I do the two club lengths. If you drop, let's say you drop near the edge of it, and it stays out of the outside the penalty area. So it's outside the penalty area, but inside my drop but you're zone. Standing in it, but let's say you're standing in the penalty area. That you have to play. That doesn't count as a redrop. Okay. So you, you have, have to, to be play an it, idiot, though. You that means you dropped it right next to the water. Yes. Okay. Which maybe is, it, but sometimes you might drop it on the edge, and, and it then could it rolls roll. back that way. Yeah, and then you're kind of standing in a bad spot. But, yeah, you don't get a redrop then. How do you determine what your nearest point of relief is? Are you talking about for, like, a penalty area drop? Yeah. So, basically, it would be where you last crossed the line. Okay. So, you would put a T down where you – so, let's say you and, – and if if it's hard to tell, you're, you're, just, you're supposed to just estimate. You know, let's say you kind of hit a cut over a corner and you're not exactly sure – I mean, you're supposed to just use your best judgment. And, I mean, obviously, if you can ask the guys you're playing with, they can help you. So, say I hit the ball over the water. Yes. It hits the other side, but comes back in. What side of the water do I drop on? Okay. Is it red or is it yellow? It's red. Okay. Do you know it went over the red line? Oh, it had, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I know. I know. So it goes it was... over the red line, then yes, you can drop on the far side. Okay. But if it if it lands short of the red line, and then comes back, it never crossed, so you don't get to go up there. Okay, so it's not just clearing the water; it's clearing the red line. So if yeah, you go across the, and hit the it's rocks, all about, and it it's all about back. the line around it. Okay. And and the, and the other thing is, when there are stakes and lines, it's always lines. Stakes are just to let you know it's there. Stakes don't matter if there's lines. Oh, okay. So when it's painted, it doesn't matter. When it's painted on the ground as a line, that's all that matters. Okay. The stake is just kind of indicating it's there. Now, if there's no line, 
you're supposed to follow the stake. Sometimes, see, this is where like you want like some clarification. Like, let's say the stakes aren't perfect. Let's say there's like stakes aren't close together, and like it almost like the straight line would go through the water. You're kind of supposed to follow the the water edge. I it depends on what they say though. But that matters less now than it used to, right? Because you can ground your club in red now. And that's correct. Use... Yeah, you can ground your club in penalty area, and you can move anything. That's like a loose, loose, you know, leaves, you know, grass. Not you can't pull up grass, obviously. Right. No, that's it has to be a, a loose. Yeah, anything loose you can move. Now you used to not be able to do that. That's if you're playing from in the penalty area. Okay. All right. What else you got? Did we lose Pat? Wait, I can't. I'm sorry. I, what did you say? I think we lost Pat. Me and you are just so into rules that he hasn't talked to forever, can, and he's not there. Him. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. So keep going because this is. I'm just fascinated by this. All right. We just had some great fun with uh, me not being able to hear Pat. Pat not. Pat could hear me. A whole thing. Thanks a lot, Facetime. But we got it all fixed now. And uh, Pat was going to ask Evan a question. All right, so Evan, with the with the rule changes that came out this year, kind of sticking to the the stakes thing, um, and this is one that's still kind of confusing for both beginning golfers and golfers who played a long time. So now, if I hit a drive out of bounds, I have the option of going to where I believe it went out of bounds and hitting four from there. Correct. Yeah, that's a local rule. So that's not a that was again what I was talking about earlier with the read the rules on the scorecard. So that's that's not a rule unless it's implemented by the facility. And, and so generally with that local rule, you would when you hit it out, you actually go to the edge of the fairway and drop. That's what we get one Dearborn, you get one club length, I think. See, that, so it just depends on what the, the, the facility fairway, but... wants to do and how they want to handle it. it that, and it's just, it's, it's just case by case. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. That's more of a... That's a time thing, right? That's why they... End- that thing for sure. And it's it's really not recommended for tournament play, I don't believe. That's more for like your just daily fun play. Yeah. I mean, you probably could have saved bogey if you had that in that tournament you played in. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I mean, the listeners don't know what still, we're talking about. You're still playing four from the fairway. Right. So it's yeah. basically the same thing. It's just, a, it's like you said, it's about time. Though. So out of bounds is way worse than hitting it in the water. Yes, unless you have to replay your shot. You know, like you watch uh, play, the Players' Championship, number 17, a lot of times if you hit it in the water there, you're, you're, you're either going to the drop area or you're reteeing. Yeah, who, what, didn't Couples ace it or ace it on, it on the second ball? Yeah. yeah, your favorite golfer. But that, that's, that's a unique example of where it's a yellow penalty area. So if that was all red and you hit it over the green, 
like it, whether it flew over or bounced over, you would be allowed to drop it on the back fringe. But you can't because it's yellow, not red. Yeah, you can't use the two club like so. Where you last, so it's where you crossed it, which would be the back edge. You could go, you could drop behind the water on the other side, but that would probably be a worse spot than the retee spot. Okay. And if there's a drop zone, you always have to drop in that drop zone. No, you do not have to use the drop zone. What now? No, you do not have to use the drop zone. Do you know that, Pat? I did not. So you can retee. You every option is open when there's a drop zone. Every option is still open. You can still you can replay the shot. You can you can go up to the the drop zone is generally used as an additional option when there's not a lot of other options. Okay, it's usually put in place. You see it a lot on par threes, right? It, where where usually your only option would be to re tee because if you don't cover the water, you, you you there's no option to go back on the line. So they're trying to save you 50 yards or whatever it okay, is just to make sense. it a little bit easier shot. Now that I'm thinking but, of drop zones, the only ones I can think of are where you're hitting over a huge thing of water. and That's usually where they only put them. Now, similar, sim, you'll, you'll watch the players again, number 17. You'll see some guys who won't use a drop area. They'll re-tee because they think this shot is easier. They like this yard. Or they might think, I just hit this shot. I know exactly, you know, I hit this one short. Okay, so I know I need to hit a little harder. You already know what you need to do. That's where some guys might think it's more advantageous to play from there. Pat, you birdied so seventeen at the players. Didn't what you? Is it? We went to so this was not this year because this year I was at the last American Sport event, sporting event before. But last year at the players, um, the wife and I ran to get the seventeen, and I think Tiger was even at the time he was in the tournament, and he took a six. He went water drop zone long. But he hit the green and then it went in. And I believe he went. Now I'm trying to think back now that you said this. I can't remember if he went back to the drop zone or if he dropped on the back. Yeah, it would depend on the angles of where you can drop there. But yes. Yeah, because he, he he did a classic hit the railroad tie and bounce a mile in the air and then splash. Yeah. Yes. All right, so. That's where it's it, you, you want to know your rules because you can, you can, you can use. You can you have options, and you want to do do what's best for your game. Now, what are the rules as far as um, cart path is always no closer to the hole, but you get free relief, right? Yeah. So basically, what you would do is you would have to determine based on what shot you are most likely to play. Like, so so like for example, let's say you're up against a tree, and you would you would hit it left-handed normally because of the tree. And you happen to stand on the cart path. Now, you're allowed to take a drop then. And then once you take a drop, you're not required to hit left-handed anymore. So who do I have to convince that I was going to hit that shot left-handed? Just the guy you're I'm supposed, playing with? Well, see, that's, that's, that's where integrity and, and that's... Oh, he, he lacks that. That's, I mean, we're, now, we're, now we're dealing in, in fake rules, stuff now. Rules don't necessarily cover, oh, what, what if I kind of manipulate things yeah it's not really covered <laughs> i was gonna hit a huge left-handed cut so i had to stand way open and uh, <laughs> there happens to be a cart path there so i guess i'll just have to drop it so, so similarly if, if uh let's say you were right behind a sprinkler and you were planning to play like a punch shot where you were going to go low into the ground and you're going to hit the sprinkler if kind of maybe if it's a foot not a foot in front of you but you know and then you go all right i'm going to take a drop and you move away and now you have a gap 
and then you go, you get a good lie on your drop. You can you can use a three wood then, because now it's changed. You you are allowed to do that. So I can, as long as I actually intend to hit the shot. Yeah, if that if that shot is what you want to play and would normally play, if that obstruction is not there, you can take the drop. And then I can, but I don't have to now play the shot that I said I was going to play. You can change clubs because you have a new shot now. I didn't. Do you know that, Pat? I did not. That's what Evan's here for. And so, you can do this Evan, now what about even now in the rough? You don't have to be on the fairway. What about sprinkler heads around greens? So that that's where I was talking about. If it's if say what I talked about earlier with that local rule is not yep. in play. It's only if it's in interferes with your stance, swing, or lie. So if it's in in the way of your your path or your, your you know your your ball's path, no relief is allowed. And that's the same thing for like any sort of like sprinkler box in the rough or like even like a, a building, like a bathroom, any sort of obstruction, like an immovable obstruction is what the rules would call it. You're not, you're not allowed to get a drop from that. You can only get a drop if it affects where you're standing, not where you're trying to dance or your swing. Okay. Or your lie. If you're like on top of it, obviously then it would be a, a drop. Okay. If your ball's on the sprinkler. And so that also go for like yardage markers that are in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, that would be the same thing. Any sort of uh, immovable obstruction, man-made object, something like that. Okay. So you had asked about where do you take a drop. So sometimes it depends on where your ball is, like on a cart path. So what you're doing, what you're trying to find, is your nearest point of relief, no closer to the hole. So if you're a right-handed golfer and the ball's on the left edge of the cart path, obviously you're going to move just slightly to the left of the path. But you have to have full relief. You can't stand on the cart path. If you're taking a drop from the cart path, you can't stand on the cart path. So that if your ball's sense. right in the middle, you're probably still going to go to the left side because that's going to be the closer side. And now it doesn't matter which side is better or worse. Oh, there's trees on one side. It does, that doesn't matter. You don't get to go to the good side by the rules. And so it's no closer to the hole. Your nearest point of relief, no closer one, it has to be full relief. So your feet and your club have to be off of it. Okay, and then you do the same thing with... And then you take one club length from that point. Okay. Yes. So that's well, why some, it would have to be on the left side, because the left side, side would be the nearest even, point. You, almost have, you could almost have to measure it. You know, both sides are just as close. Okay. Right. You know, depending on what hand, hand of golfer you are. You know, some one side might be closer than the other. All right. What about um, we covered flower beds? We covered. So you were saying if a sprinkler is in my way on the outside of the green and my goal is to hit a punch shot. That's, yeah. And if I it interferes with it. your swing. But if I wanted to putt it. And that probably would not interfere with your swing. So then. there would be. You would not get a drop unless they had a local rule that said. Okay. You know, if it's in the way of your line, you can take a drop. But that would not be covered under the normal rules. But if it's sitting on the sprinkler head, would your nearest point of relief be where you have to go over the sprinkler head? Or could I pick it? It it, it would depend. It would honestly probably depend on where the ball actually was on the sprinkler. And then you would, you know, if it was on the left edge of the sprinkler, you would probably go right to the left of it. But let's let's say it was on the backside. This or like you know, back edge of the sprinkler, you would probably have to drop right behind it. But you can move a club length to either side. So if I'm, 
I'm on the so sprinkler. You could head. get it out of your way. I'm on the sprinkler head and one club length left puts me not closer to the hole, puts me directly on the putting green. That's allowed. See, this is where I said I'm not a rules official. I don't believe you're allowed to go onto the green. Okay. See, because the and I, I know you can go from the rough to the fairway, but I think the green is considered different. Okay. Oh, I'm not a hundred percent on that one. All right, that'll be something that we'll have to. Uh, I don't, know, Jeff, I, Pat, I don't know what I do when Evan doesn't know the answer. I don't know who to because, check with. <laughs> because because the rules generally state if you ever have to drop on a green, say you have water, so you know whatever it might be, then you always place it when you're on the green. You never drop when you're on the green. So that's why I would say I don't think you're allowed to go on the green. Okay. Um, I have to text. So I got, to text a, I got another one that I I thought was important for when you're talking about green, when you're on the green. Okay. So basically the question becomes, what happens if my ball moves when I'm on the green? So what do you think is the answer? Mark it and replace it. That's what I think the answer is to. Did I touch the ball? Well, that, that does matter. Yeah, that would matter who caused it to move. Yeah, if I so, caused it to move, I know that it's a penalty. No. I thought you told me it was. In 2019, they changed the rule. Okay. So basically now, you can't get a penalty for moving your ball on the green. So if I'm taking a practice stroke on the green and I hit my ball. Penalty. No penalty. No penalty. Okay. You have to you have to yell no intent as loud as you can. <laughs> no, you don't. It doesn't matter. Well, if it's intent, then you're intending to hit the ball. <laughs> so basically... Then it goes there's in. Two, you said no intent. <laughs> there's two scenarios covered, and that's if you've already marked your ball and if you haven't marked your ball. So if you haven't marked your ball yet, like if you're walking up to the green and it moves, so that would be probably caused by like maybe wind or like the slope of the green, you would play it from the new spot. That's what, yeah. You play it from the new spot. Now, if you haven't marked your ball and you're about to hit it and you cause it to move, you you replace it. If you cause it to move, you replace it. But that's not a penalty. And how would you cause it to move? Just by moving? Maybe if you just, when you put your putter down, you, you bump the ball. Okay. You know, anything like that. You know, practice stroke, but accidentally hitting it. So now the other one is, after you mark your ball, no matter what, you play from that spot. So if you mark your ball, and then you put it back down, and then it moves because of a hill, you still putt from the original spot. Okay. So if it's before you marked it, then you would putt from the new spot. But if it's after you marked it, you are putting from that same spot. And again, no penalty if you cause it to move. Okay. Now, if you're on the side of a hill, and as you're putting, the ball starts to move slightly, like on your backswing, say, and you hit it, what do you think happens then? I don't know. You got to hit it over again. No, you just would. It just wherever it go. That's like a. That's just like a stroke. It doesn't matter if it's moving while you hit it, and it, when it's on the green only. Now, if any of this stuff happens when you're on the fringe, it's not covered with the green rule. So, like if you cause your ball to move on the fringe, even if it's with a putter, you get the penalty. Okay. Yeah. Now, are, are there any rules regarding? Hey, can you move like one club over? In terms of a mark like that. Like, you're saying like if someone like refuses to move it, 
No, like if I'm in your line and you ask me to move it one to the left, are there any rules regarding that, or is that kind of just a gentleman's agreement, put your ball mark back where it was after you putt? Yeah, you just put, I mean, you, are you, like you're talking like should you remind somebody to move it back? No, he's no, saying like if, what do you but is there, to move are, are there any rules about moving it back? Like are there specific rules in place they, of? They, they, you know, basically you want to just get it out of the way. You know, you're going you're gonna to put your putter down and line it up. The best thing to do is to stand directly perpendicular to where the guy is putting across your line. So you're, you're out of his way. You're not going to stand in this line. And you're going to try to line it up to maybe like a tree in the distance. And you're just going to use your putter as like a measuring. Use the head of the putter. Sometimes, you know, they might say, hey, can you move it two over? You know, if it's like a putt that, you know, might break a lot. You don't know exactly what kind of line it's going to come in on. They might say that. But I do know, isn't it true that, like, it, say you're walking up to the green and they say, like, on the walk up, they know they're on the same line as you and they say, well, you move that. You have to mark the ball and move the mark, right? You can't move the ball. I thought somebody told me that before. Yeah, you're supposed to mark it first, then then move the mark. You're not supposed to move the ball. Okay. That's pick up the ball, yes. Um, so I got another one for you. If you're say say this scenario happens, you're on the green, and you hit a putt, and while the ball is rolling, a leaf blows into your line, and it hit the ball hits the leaf. What do you think happens then? I can't answer this one, Pat, because I know the answer. Oh, he already knows the answer. Well, I know it from you, not because I know it. I told you this one before. Yeah. I would think nothing, but you would, you're going to tell me I get to reput it, right? No, you're you going to say you're going to reput it, and you have to reput it. Actually, yeah, you no don't, matter if what. it goes in, you doesn't matter. You have to hit it again. That's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that that would apply to any sort of like loose impediment or like a bug. You know, if a bug flies in the line. Now it's one of those you have to actually see it happen. So if it's like a very small bug and you don't see it, you're not penalized for not doing it then, redoing it. But you're actually required to redo it. I I, I learned that rule a little bit ago, and I was like shocked to hear that. that. It, like I couldn't believe it that. It blows was a my rule. mind that that's a rule. Yeah. But they have to think that. No, because it's just it's all chance. It's not like you could even play that on purpose. Right. Oh, leaf coming in, bank shot. Yeah, go. because it's it's not like a leaf sitting on the green. It has to be blowing, correct? Yeah, if it's there went before you hit. It doesn't not, count. Yeah, because you left it there. Yeah. You would, yes. So I guess it can really only help you unless somehow you ricochet you off a butt. leaf. Yeah, well, I mean, let's say, let's, say you, let's say a leaf blows in and it blows onto the right side of the hole and you pushed it slightly and it hits the leaf, you know, and goes in. That's, you know, that's a redo. That sucks. What if I call glass? <laughs> what if I'll, have to, I, I'll have to look that up in the index. <laughs> what if I yell intent when yeah. the leaf lands? No intent. Um, what about I had one and I forgot it now. All right, so you're on. I'll give you a scenario here. You got an example. You're on the fringe, and there's sand on the fringe right in front of your ball, and you're going to putt over it. Can you move the sand? No. No, because you're off the green. Yeah, that's well. No, it's because the sand is off the green, though. If the sand was on the green and you're off, you can move it. I thought you couldn't okay. move it if you're off. If no, I'm you can off... move it if it's on. If if it's on, just like just like a ball mark. If a ball mark's on the green, you can always fix it, no matter whether you're on or off. I thought you couldn't fix it. I thought you couldn't off. too. Look at this. We're learning shit. Now, if you're if you're no matter what, you could be 100 yards from the flag, and you could walk up and fix a ball mark. Okay, I did not know that. 
But I'm, just gonna, do, I'm just going to do that for shits and giggles now. I'm just going to call a timeout just to freeze my opponent and go fix the ball mark on the green from like 190 out. But if the ball mark is on the fringe and in you're front off of, the green, and you're you not, and you cannot fix the ball mark on the fringe. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Except under one scenario that allows it. You want to hear it? Yes. Okay. So let's say I hit first and I'm on the fringe, and then you hit and you put a ball mark right in my line on the fringe. I'm allowed to fix that ball mark because you put it there after my ball, my shot was done. Okay. I know it seems like a goofy rule. I mean, I don't think anybody could be good enough to like purposely hit it in your line. That'd be pretty awesome if they were. They deserve the advantage if you could do that. But you're allowed to go fix it if it's made after you've hit your shot. So do you know the rule if, let's say, we're playing around a golf and I hit it in the sand and then Pat hits it in the sand, and it nestles up like an inch from mine. What are you? What is the actual rule of how you're supposed to play that? So what you're supposed to do is the the person who goes second is supposed to play from a lie that is similar to the lie they would have had. So do you pick up if you're the second guy? Do you actually yeah, remove your ball from the trap? You would pick up, and then if you needed to, you could rake. You know, and and, and the first and person would... could rake. Well, it doesn't matter who rakes, but your goal—the so second person's goal—is to have the same shot. Okay. Right. So, like, let's say let's say somebody hit it in there and it buried, and the other person didn't bury. You would probably have the buried ball go first because that would be probably a more difficult lie to recreate. Okay. So you'd want to try to just recreate the lie. So you don't have to drop it. If it was halfway in, no. you would you could place no. it halfway in. You you would just want to recreate. So you would place it to recreate the lie. But before I hit my ball, am I allowed to rake where he had already hit? Yes, because that's yes. You just want to make it look. So let's say he leaves footprints, and you don't want to stand on the edge of the footprints. Now, if those footprints weren't there before he played, they're not supposed to be there because you want to have the same shot. You want to have the shot you would have had had he not been there at all. Okay. That's kind of what they're going for there. But if I hit a ball into the sand and the person before me didn't rake, I'm just fucked. That's right. I'm sorry. That's why it's important so, to rake your bunkers, people. So if, you, if you're legally allowed to. Do I do I dare bring up the is a divot under repair? Yeah, because that's you see it happen rule. to Matt Wolf. Luckily, it didn't matter, but I think it was on seventeen. He hit that beautiful drive, and it landed right in a divot. So I want to say the truth first: hitting in a divot, you have to play out of it. I know that's, that's such rules. bullshit. So, so why do you think it's so bad? Because you're penalized for hitting the fairway. So you think. So you you don't like because of the result? Yes, I think that if you golf is a hard hard game, and if I execute the shot that I have tried to execute and hit it and it lands, just because somebody else hit it there earlier today, I don't think I should be penalized for it. So are you saying it if it's only on like the day it's been made? No, I'm saying if it's on the fairway and you're in. Okay. Any sort of divot, it should be ground under repair and you can move it. I, I happen to agree with you. I think the reason, I don't know the reason why they didn't do it. If I had to speculate, I would say it's because how do you know what is a divot? 
Uh, depends what your definition of is is. Right. You could say, yeah, exactly, right? So it could be just sitting down, and you might say, well, this could have been a divot at some time. I think that's why they didn't do it. Yeah, because if you leave, if there is interpretation left on the person, then you get people like Patrick Reed and... <laughs> Everything's a divot. Yeah, you're, you know, I mean, your people will cheat. And, that, and that's exactly why it's not the the rule but it is it does suck see, see to me because by definition ground <laughs> under repair so if i make a divot take sand from a cart put it down then i just repair ground yeah the only difference is you don't have a flag to stick next to it <laughs> i mean i totally get it but the thing is that like on tour you would think it would come up more because they all hit it in the same spot. They right? all hit it, like they play it so close that that they're all like hitting the the same shot. So you would think that it would just be a whole area of divots. But I guess they're so fucking good; it doesn't matter. I mean, because they don't even fill that shit in with sand. There's no sand on the pro tour. <laughs> they... Well, obviously the caddies aren't carrying around sand. No, they're. Well, and they take perfect divots that are replaced. In most I cases. think they replace. Yeah, I think they just replace. You got to note sometimes they got to blow up. That's like. So you're saying you're saying it's you're surprised it's not doesn't happen more often where yes. they end up in. I think that you would think it would happen. The like... only reason I would think it doesn't happen as often is because the course is probably closed, like for at least a month before. Yeah, but you, know, you still have. Uh, so you don't get you don't get any play. You know, so the course is perfect when they get there. I yeah, mean, but you I have 140 it. guys playing a yeah. practice round. Usually, you have. I know it's not happening now, but you have two, one or two proams going out. Like there's, and then if you're the the last group out, there's already been whatever 60, 60 groups playing, all hitting it in the same spot. You would just think it would it would yeah. happen quite often. I mean, they. You know, the thing is, perfect example though is. They, they let you fix spike marks now. Right. So they said there, it's kind of a disadvantage to play later in the day. You know, it's not it's not really that fair. You can tap these things down now. You used to not be able to do that? No, that was a new rule change in 2019. Oh, I've been cheating then because I always tap those fuckers down. You're like Patrick Reed, man. Yeah. <laughs> do we have anything else, Pat? Because we're over an hour now. I am good, buddy. All right, so we got all our rules down, but now you got to talk, Pat. I do. Yeah. What were you going to talk about, bud? Well, didn't you uh, play in some sort of famous event? I did. Um, and all this tournament rule stuff was kind of funny because I think I know enough of the rules loosely to be okay. Uh, but when you're in an actual tournament environment and shit hits the fan, you want to be pretty confident in your rules knowledge. And I don't feel comfortable enough in those situations. So, did they have a rules official on site? There were the, the the various club pros and assistant club pros were all were all around. So, if needed, they were there on demand. Um, now, they if needed, they weren't just like out there hawking you and like, no, no, okay. yeah, no. This is something like, hey, call the clubhouse, and <laughs> I, I, I think the Barstool Classic's taken a little more loosely than the U.S. Open. I don't know. I'm pretty surprised that. Those guys are getting pretty serious. Where I will give them credit is Riggs went from 
having pizza with Bryson at like 10 o'clock at night to being in Detroit at like 10 o'clock the next morning to then being at the Tiger JT Rory match yesterday. So I have decided that his life of gallivanting around the globe to various golf events, planning golf tournaments, and hosting a golf podcast is officially my dream job. Oh, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not you host, You already host a golf podcast. I just got to get the gallivanting around the globe part. Um, You're halfway there. Right? I'm, 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 I, got, I got the hard one taken care of already. <laughs> um, no, so the, the event was actually really, really cool. We knew going in as a half-handicap event that people like Evan were going to win. Um, cause like half of one is 0.5 and half of 16 is eight. Um, so now we were, can I ask if, if you were actually a plus, would you like actually like be benefited even more then? Yes, for sure. So next year in the barstool class, I plan on being here. Thanks. <laughs> Perfect. And, pro, and pros are allowed. So Elena must've just listened to the last podcast cause she just texted me. We should have played in the barstool thing. She knew some people that did it, and she yelled at me for going to the cricket. So <laughs> you would, you, you guys her, honestly would have won. She so, won. Uh, her and Evan would yeah. have won for sure. But <laughs> her and Evan would have just broken the the scoring record. Um, so we ended up. My partner was a ten, and I'm a sixteen. So we were at a pretty big disadvantage here. So when we get up to the first tee, um, the guy who used to be the assistant club pro at our place was there. And I said, hey, Howard, at Walnut Creek in South Lyon. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah, and he said, well, we're punching our greens tomorrow. Um, so they, Riggs said he wanted them fast, so the groundskeeper turned them up to a 13 and a half. <laughs> Those greens got some slope, too. It was fast. I mean, like, I'm, I'm used to fast, and this was... This- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're... Team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Just fast. What is the so club roll at, Evan? Six? What'd you say? What is our club roll at? Six? <laughs> I'm not commenting. <laughs> I mean, not 13. <laughs> I mean, seven on a good day. Like when they roll them and they're freshly cut in the morning, they're Plum flying at a seven. Plum is pretty fast, I would say, right? Oh, Plum Plum's is fast. Yeah. Yeah. But not Plum's fast. No, but it, it helped me be ready okay. for it. Like I think I was a little more prepared for fast than Did they not do it to the putting green? What's that? Wasn't the putting green supposed to be just as fast as the greens? Yeah, but, they, I mean, but it was fast. And for me, coming back from up north, you know how up north greens are slow. Yeah, it was a pretty big difference. Yeah, but Larry, ten minutes on the putting green is not stop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I only roll one putt. It's not. It's not enough to get ready for thirteen. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so my, and my first putt was like 40 feet above the hole downhill that I literally hit like a seven-footer, and it, it, it got all the way to the hole. So it was, it, was, it was interesting. I ended up on the front. I played the best I'm capable of in a non-match against Larry. Um, <laughs> so I shot a 41 on the front. My partner shot a 42. Okay, very He's nice. supposed to be the what, horse. What was the format again? Two-man best ball, half handicap. Okay. So the way that that was set up, we come around eight, which is a big dog like par five around. Did everyone start on one? Uh, Half started on one, half started on ten. So just like okay, yeah, tee times, which was great. Not a shotgun, so it was cool. Um, I end up with probably a forty footer for bird on eight that I happen to run in, and normally I'm pretty stoic and I don't get too pumped up. But I let out a big old "let's fucking go." Like we were at that point, we were we were one under through eight, which was mm. way exceeding expectations. Now, um, you so have, you come up, your plan was to get hammered. Were you hammered, or did you not get hammered? Johnny Ashley said something to me on like the third tee. He's like, "You've had three trulies. I've had one." Uh, I think that was his way of kind of saying, like, all right, let's try to keep it together at least for a minute to see what happens. <laughs> We're playing with the wrong guy. So, so then we get to – so we, I, I run in the eagle putt. We're, we're on that emotional high. And you pull up to the next tee box. And this is just – it's just bad timing. Just Is this the one that goes, like, around the water? Yes. Yes, okay. And so it was 200 yards over water. Then you had Riggs and the camera crew were there. And like they were talking to us about everything. And then we had to play the hole with a barstool personality, this guy Barstool Carl. So we're coming off of what was like the moment that could have kind of trampolined us to all of a sudden like, oh, okay, let's stop. Let's shoot this shit with rigs for a minute. Let's talk to Barstool Carl as he plays the hole with us. No, um, Barstool Carl's It was hard. Count? It was hard. So I instantly, knowing there's cameras, I mean, I bail right right into a trap and then all other three guys in our group go into the fucking water. <laughs> so they're all taking drops and this leaves me with a downhill bunker shot towards the water and I'm not good at traps. <laughs> Somehow keep it on I, I keep it on the green and then I just look at Johnny. I had like a ten footer and I said, Are we trying to go to Bart are we trying to go to Pinehurst? Are we trying to um break 80, which was our score, our goal. And at that time, when we were on that hole, they let us know that right then we would have been tied to go to Pinehurst, which we had no business doing with our handicaps. So I tried to ram it home, miss it, make the comebacker. Um, Then we have to go do the putting contest and have lunch. And then on the back, we ended up shooting three over. So for the two of us, in that environment, windy conditions with 13 and a half greens. Um, I think we did exceptional for our skill set. Um, minus three is what made Pinehurst. So two of the groups from Plum both finished minus two. So they both missed out by one shot. Huh. Um, one of our guys took the only skin, though, that was worth a nice, cool 1800 bucks. Nice. Wow. Yeah. What, uh... Um, a little bit of controversy, though, because everybody else in the top five was, like, two Evans. So, like, the worst guy was, like, a four. 
out of all the other top five teams. Um, but the winning team was um, a local Detroit realtor who you do not work for, who's on a lot of billboards, who was a 29. And his partner was a 24, I believe. And the 24 shot at 85, which is not humanly possible. Yeah, that's not that's not really possible. Like that's out of the realm of possibility. Like my eighty my eighty eight was almost an out of body experience, and I'm a sixteen. <laughs> so he's nine shots worse than you. Shoots better than you. <laughs> yes, and they, and they and they are going they are going to Pinehurst. So did they they didn't audit the handicap or anything? I don't. I'm, no, they were pretty strict, man. Like I mean, they were they were all over the stuff. So I mean, maybe the guy. Posted I mean, you didn't just get to, you didn't get to just say what your handicap was, right? I'm sure. Oh no, you, yeah, you had to provide your gain, and they they double checked it and they verified it. And, yeah, but you could just post any scores you want, though. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying it's it's kind of crazy for a 24 to fire at 85 on a course <laughs> with from like 6,700 yards with 13 and a half greens. That he probably has never played before. I'm just, just just out there. Just he must just had a really really good day. So because a lot of people think that the handicap, your handicap is what you should shoot on average, but really, right. that's what you shoot on like your your good day. Right, that's your best. Yeah, that's your good. Your handicap's your good score. Yeah, but no, it was hard to go under your handicap. It was a a great event though. Like the tournament was really fun. Um, like I said, we made a little more noise than we thought we would, so it was fun to actually compete but um did that get you anything no it's a one pinehurst or nothing right but they did give out awesome little swag bags so it was like a little jones cooler then there was a millar gift card in it a supreme golf gift card in it a g4 gift card in it a hundred bucks to greek town casino which i'm going to turn into like twenty five thousand. <laughs> but um, all this so, stuff like the peter millar gift card how much is it for 50 bucks so that caught that gift card cost you a hundred dollars but see, that's where I'm smart. So on the way, on the ride home, I asked Johnny which one he wanted, and we did the switch. So we each have a hundred to something. So I can buy so, one G4 shoe. Yeah. So the G4 shoe is going to cost like you got a hundred dollars for G4 shoe is going to cost you another hundred and eighty dollars to buy them. Yeah, that's great marketing though. Like, don't hate on their marketing. That's what I'm not hating marketing. on their marketing. I'm just saying for the for the bogey golf. Uh, tournament there will the what's in the swag bag will be enough to actually pay for something so you might you you might be wearing wrangler jeans but god damn it you're going to be able to pay for the whole pair with that walmart gift card here's a 12 dollar top flight gift card (laughs) here's a a case of old milwaukee now we could have gave you four trulies but we decided you deserve a case when that's it we, we, you get you get to host a tournament. You get we're to thinking about it. We're working Open? on it. Open. Yeah, we're working on it. Uh, you're going to be the celebrity pro MP uh, player. We're going to hold you, you out. Like you can never been hoard out before. I'm going like, to hit shots on a par three or something. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get your sister uh, drunk, and she can hit. She she'll just be insulting people <laughs> out there. <laughs> you fucking suck. <laughs> um, so, would you do it again, Pat, or no? A hundred percent. It'll be an annual thing. It was being honest. It was. It was a really good time. The, it, the it one thing that was costly, funny, that, it was and what? this goes back to Evan's rules thing, though. So none of the guys in our group had ever played in a real tournament, and the only reason I know it is like from the clubs, from like member member yeah, invite stuff yeah. like that. So do you get like official scorecards, and you have to like exchange them and things like that? Exactly. Four signatures on it. Blah yeah. blah blah. Um, 
but watching these guys sweat three footers was unbelievable. And like at, at one point, Johnny goes, "I'm exhausted," because like you don't think about how many times during the round you get that that's good or the playing a, a drive OB as a lateral just to kind of keep pace of play going. Like the one guy, when the one guy put one out of bounds, like what am I supposed to do? I'm like, hey, you're gonna hit a fuck another one. Like that's <laughs> what you're gonna do. Like it's <laughs> tournament golf is a totally different game for sure. Yeah, and if yeah. you if you're lucky enough to hit one out of bounds from on your second shot uh, after you're done looking for it and you realize you can't find it, you get to drive all the way back to where it was and hit it again. <laughs> yeah, like, like I forgot on one of the holes. I said, oh, "I'm going to hit a provisional." And like the one guy just kind of looked at me. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not fucking walking back here." Yeah, like, no, it's if, I, if that one stayed in bounds, like that's great, but we're going to put one out there just in case. Yeah, there's nothing worse than playing in an event that's just like packed. And you gotta fucking drive back to where it was. Oftentimes, too, is because you're already looking for your ball, right? So there are guys behind you already waiting on the tee. Yeah, then you gotta go back, drive up to them, and you kind of give them the "oh, sorry, guys," but they know why you're there, but they don't want to say anything. It's just awkward for everybody. But if if you're you, you step up and then you stripe on like 300. If you're me, you have no idea where the fuck it's gonna go. You could hit it backwards at them. You hit a huge chunk of mud comes up and hits them in the face. (laughs) Even if you strike one 300, they're still laughing in their head like, this is your third shot, dude. Right. <laughs> Straight out of bounds. I, I will say there were there were only two lady golfers there. And I think you guys might really think about it next year because uh, for, for a good lady golfer playing from 5,700 yards, they would have lit that place on fire. That's, that's, that's one thing I always tell my sister when she gets invited to like pro-ams and scrambles. I go, you're about to play like, like tees are like a joke for you. Well, that's right. like, when, it's when almost we, embarrassing, right? Yeah, no, it would be. You're, I would say you drive almost every part four. That's why we won the uh, lion scramble last year. She was on our team, and it just wasn't fair. It was a step aside scramble. And so where'd you play from? Like just places you'd never even seen before. She had. They made her. They said all women have to play from the yellows because we already said that she'd play from the blues because it would. And they're like, no, she has to play from the yellows. So we're like, okay, I on every par four, like we were chipping in. It's like Bryson. Yeah, unless somebody else hit a decent <laughs> shot because it was a step aside scramble. So then, if we were anywhere inside a hundred or one hundred and twenty, it was better to have her be able to hit that shot than us to hit without so she's her. Better, she's better from one twenty than the three people are from like twenty yards. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So. uh yeah, it was. We, if I would have played with her in this thing, we we would have won. I'm going to play with her next year. In the bar stool, yeah, for sure. In the bar stool thing, because she'll have to play from whatever 5,500 yards. So is this going to be like one of these like 17 holes are hers, and like you get like one like? Four yeah, for that's three what I left. said. If I like, if I played with you, all I'd have to do is if you one made, four, if one you four made for bogey, three. I need to <laughs> I need to do good on that hole. That's it. Yeah, and two, two, of the guys, two of the guys that we were talking to after both played for Ohio State, and one was a plus one and one was a scratch. Wow. So, obviously, they had a – they just – I think they were minus five or something, but – Who were the guys you played with? Were they any good? Um, this is – they were really cool guys. I mean, it was fun to not be paired up with, like, douches for the day. Are they I mean, music was on, drinks were yet? flowing. Good. Um, one was a eight, one was a ten – and they both shot high 90s. Okay. So being honest, tournament golf is a different animal. Like You could go back and see everybody's scorecard 
So I was the eighth highest handicap in the whole tournament. And I think I probably was in the upper 50% in scoring. Just because I think that the greens and the tournament impacts really had an effect on a lot of guys. For sure. Boy, you'd love to see if somebody had to actually like... Like you could pick up if your partner was in, right? Right, and, and on some of the better players, so you could tell guys who are legit, there would just be X's on their scorecard because they're like, I'm not even finishing. Yes. Like, we always posted at least a finished score, either oh, like sure. some, some form of an assumed score. Yes. But there were a lot of the guys up at the top. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. True, there were a lot of X's on their cards. Just when, yeah, when, you get, when you get a day like that, windy, fast screens, I mean, that could be like a five-hour round at least. So yeah, that was, how long was and it? It was five. It was, yes. When you make everybody, if you made everyone finish everything out. Yep. And that was the rule because they had a little controversy previously. So it was legitimately announced to you multiple times, the ball must find the hole. Yeah. No picking up even if it's on the edge of the hole. Yeah. What about, uh, what would they feed you guys? Like what, I know you said it was all the truths you could drink, right? Yeah. And well, the, the, the bummer was, I think pre COVID would be a lot cooler event. So you got like a box breakfast, which had some good stuff in it. Then at the turn, they had a guy out there grilling fresh tacos, which was pretty cool. So you had tacos and um, chips, and then there were just coolers of Trulies just everywhere. So no, it was a, it was it was a great event. It was fun. It was a little pricey, but they made it feel a little better by giving you something back in the bags. Okay, and and they do these like I'm assuming there's like a lot of like qualifiers around the country. Yeah. So this last year there was 15. I think this year there's 25. Oh, because they're kind of growing it then. Yeah, and the top six finishers from each one go to Pinehurst in November to play for the championship, and I think there's some cash involved I think in that. It's ten oh. grand or twenty grand, and then there's a sweet trophy. And I believe that the trophy is like the open, like it's engraved after you win. I think, and you get to keep it. Is it? I think so for a year, and then you give it back. So, and you can actually win a lot of money. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I think it's ten or twenty thousand dollars. So does that does that jeopardize your amateur status? Then can't play in the club championships. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They don't really audit the fifth flight club championship. <laughs> Evan, so, Evan, do you know how proud he would be to tell people he's a pro? I'm a professional caddy. <laughs> how uh, often have you dropped that line? It seemed, to, that seemed to flow out pretty. Yeah, easily. I, all the time. All the time. Um, Pat, I got to give you an update on, we had the Westbourne cup final match. We played it Friday and, uh, I'm proud to say that, uh, Dearborn has won the cup for the first time ever. Yeah. 
Nice. This is, I think, only the fourth year we've been doing it, but yeah. But that's okay. That's... Your boy shot uh, at Dearborn. I shot 84, and I, st- <laughs> I started off at Western with uh, bogey and then like par, par, and we were up the the par five. Have you played Western before, Pat? Uh, once and I was awful, so I would have no recollection of it. All right, it's I think it's the first par five. It's the one after the raised green. Yeah, it's like the fifth hole, right? Yeah. So we get to that tee box, and I think I was like even or one over, and and the guy <laughs> goes, you know, usually our twenties are uh, about eight over by now. <laughs> and I so you're you're a sandbag, <laughs> and I fucking piped my drive after he said it and i said i guess i'm not like your members i don't i don't know what to tell you did you club clip them did you flip the drive right on like you were hurting batista i fucking crushed it like it was the best drive i hit all day and i think um and then you tripled i think i no i think i bogeyed it but my partner had eagle putt i was playing with roger janice and he he was on in two and he i think he he ended up birdieing so and then i went next hole birdie and then i <laughs> and then the one after that you have to um it sets up perfect for a cut so i just like rip a cut because it's like the best shot i can hit if there's a that's why i think i like this course a lot of the holes set up for a cut Everybody, a lot of cuts yeah and it's like oh my god this is so great and um i had like a 10 footer for back-to-back birdies <laughs> and i just like i just left it out so it ended up like hole high with like a half like a foot to go but we were up I think we were up four at the time on the front. So he's like, you got to make that because it was for the hole and I was getting a stroke. So I just, <laughs> and we, so we won the front and then um, I think I shot like 42 on the front or 41 and I saw EB on nine and I told her I, I almost had, I, I almost had back to back birdies and like I'm playing really well and somehow she heard in her head that I shot 33 on the front. So she went and told everybody that I shot 33. So we get back and we took two and a half points and my partner played really good on the back and I kind of choked. I think I ended up shooting like 87, but uh, we get back there and like, Oh my God, you shot uh, 33 on the front. I'm like, no, I didn't fucking shoot 33 on the front. On, on seven holes. Is that what we call I the front nowadays? That's not even close to, like, I shot 41, and that's as good as I can play. That's all that's I have. That's the best I got. Yeah. <laughs> 33 on the front. Because Phil shot 33, like, for real. And he comes up to me. He's like, we both shot 33? <laughs> like, fucking 30. Like, you guys have all played golf with me before. How could you hear her say that and think it could possibly be true? Right, my first question would be, are you drunk? Yeah. <laughs> If I, like those guys were pissed that I shot what I shot, and if I would have shot a thirty, pissed you shot forty one. Yeah, if I would have shot thirty three, those guys would have they would have killed me. You'd still be floating down the rouge. Yeah. I find you a plum this weekend. And what sucks is you know we just had the invitational, and I told the guy like I don't usually like this is I don't usually play this good, but I had just shot eighty four on him at Dearborn, so it's like you know they're. Yeah, but like for some, but for someone like you or me, you just pull up the game and say, "I posted seventy fucking scores." Yeah, and and I'm obviously not a sandbagger. I mean, I hung some doubles and shit, but 
Like so, so when, whenever whenever you play well below your handicap and you beat somebody, don't ever say, "I usually don't do this good." That that doesn't that doesn't do you any favors in their eyes. Well, I was just I was just pissed off because I played played so bad in the Invitational (laughs) that like I would have rather lost the Westbourne Cup and won the Invitational. (laughs) So, how happy were you with your forty-one? Um. Were you just like round of nine holes of my life kind of thing? Where you no, like, I was actually out. like kind of disappointed because I should have a couple out there. I, right? I should have, <laughs> I should have made that putt, and then like I bogeyed that uh, par five when I striped the drive and hit a great second shot because like my shot didn't matter, and instead of still focusing because it did matter for like my score, I knew that he already was going to get. You know, he would already get a birdie, so I like I kind of chunked the chip because I wasn't focusing. So I kind of was like angry with myself because I think I really could have played better. That co- I really like the way that course is set up, and I really their greens are super small, so you kind of have to stay focused. Like at Dearborn, I feel like on my approach shots, the greens are so big that like here here we go. We're gonna get the theory about how like when it's like tougher, it's easier. I well, I just think it's <laughs> just go play the fucking U.S. Open, okay? Stop fucking. Yeah, it's you'd probably easier. you'd probably shoot better there because it's like tougher. You'd focus more. No, right? <laughs> but like Western, every green pretty much slopes back to front. So like, you kind of as long as you know to leave it shorter, you have an uphill putt. It's I don't know. It just sets up, and you can and it's a cutter's golf course, and there's not as many trees out there, and their greens are way better than ours. I mean, yeah, I I would say it's probably favors a cut, but I think as a cutter, you don't you don't do yourself any favors playing Dearborn every day. Every hole is a draw. Exactly. So when you get to a course where I could I could swing aggressively because it sets up for a cut, it 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 was nice. And their greens, I mean, they had punched them the week before, and they were really good. Still, I mean, they're just true greens. You hit the line, you don't have to crush anything. You can just you know, you just hit the ball, and you know it's going to get there. If you get the line right, it's going to go in. And I think I like that a lot better than I thought. To my, I thought that I liked slower greens. That I like hitting the ball hard, and I think I don't. That's just worse. Bad things happen when you have to hit the ball hard to putt. I, I want quick greens from now on. I loved playing the thirteen fives. I loved it. I'm now on approach shots that sucked, or on chipping. Like if you. Unless you're someone like Evan who can actually nip the ball perfectly and get it to stop. Yeah, it's like hitting like, the there, lo- there were a lot of bladed chips. Yeah. Not even bladed, good chips that just ran out 25 feet past the hole. Mm-hmm. But putting-wise, it was awesome. Like you said, just pick your line and just hit it, and it's it's going. Yeah, if you make the right read, you're going to make the – the you're going to maybe not make it, but you're going to miss it on the correct side and not leave it short, which – if you're not going to make a putt, that's how you want to miss it. You want to miss it on the, on the correct side and not short. So at least you give it a shot. Give yourself a chance. Yeah, yeah and that's harder to do at Dearborn. I'm going to say, so does this go back to like the theory in the beginning about how the longer hitters are favored on longer courses? Are you almost saying that tour players benefit from nice, fast greens? Like you're saying if they played slower, worse greens, they would do worse? Even though people think that fast greens are more challenging i think that what are you thinking of? is that what you're going for i think my answer is yes to that will, question will dominate I think so too. 
pro golfers will dominate anywhere they play. Tiger would beat me with hickory sticks and a fucking uh, shovel, but in a sexual way, or in it, golf? yeah, both. <laughs> but it doesn't hurt to be playing on perfect greens with perfect sand, um, and perfect fairways all the time. It, it's definitely not hurting their game. I mean, it's nice. But I, I know, you know, when they travel from city to city, you know, the courses are different, but the conditions are always the same. Every right. green speed is almost always the same. Just it, it becomes, I, I mean, I think if you put someone on fast greens for the first time, they'll struggle. But if you just, if you do it all year, it's not, it's easy when you get used to it. Yeah, because it's, it's, like, no. it's one less variable that you have to worry about. All you have to do is just get it rolling online. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely like fast greens better. So, so when are you joining Plum? When Dearborn kicks me out, I'm either going to go to Plum or Western. So. Well, Pat, we're almost at two hours, so I'm going to say that was a good podcast. What do you think? It's record long. And uh, I, I apologize to the listeners that it wasn't out yesterday. I forgot what day it was. That's good, because you are busy renovating homes and changing lives one family at a time. That's right, baby. I'm like Warren Sapp. No, the other one. Work done. All right. The, the other one. The other Tampa Bay Buccaneer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess actually that would that did sound bad. If bad. Hey, bad. Yeah. That, that wasn't your best. Yeah. But I bet right, well, as the other Tampa e- Bay Buccaneer. Evan, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Evan. It was great. I appreciate it. Is he either trying to show us his penis or pausing? I don't know what he's doing. All right. All right. I'll see you later. Talk to you later. All right, everybody. That's the show for this week. Thanks again to Evan for coming on and helping us out with the rules. It's always good to talk to him. Um, Make sure you give us that five-star rating wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at bogeygolfpod, Twitter at bogeygolfpod, and Facebook, the Bogey Golf Podcast. Hit up that monkey knife fight and... Make that first deposit of $50, get a free $50, and get it. If you do it, uh, this is coming out on Thursday, so you can get in for a little bit of Thursday night football, and uh, hopefully you will uh, be a little luckier than I was. So, again, thanks for listening. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Good day. Have a wonderful day. TTFN. Top top for now. Bye-bye. I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye-bye. Okay, lady. I love you. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Live long and prosper. Toodaloo. Au revoir. I'll feel the same. Ciao. Ding dong day. Bye-bye. This concludes our broadcast day. Goodbye, moron. Oh. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.